welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the morning service of Sunday the 1st of January 2017, entitled, Moving Onward with Jesus, and the Bible reading is taken from John, chapter 14, verses 1 to 31. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Scripture this morning, if you'd like to turn in your Bibles to the Gospel of John, chapter 14, a familiar passage, but a wonderful passage. And I want to continue to expound upon a few simple thoughts from this as we embark upon a new year on the calendar. You know, in one sense, it's just another day today, another 24-hour day that we've been given, that we've been blessed with. But as we mark off the year 2016, it's kind of... uh, Appropriate as we think that when we talk about the year 2016, it was Jesus Christ himself that split all time when he himself came to this earth. So as we think today of embarking on another year since that time, I want to look at these words which were some of the last words that he spoke to his followers as he was trying to prepare them for the future that was before them a future that was going to be very different because it was going to be a future without him physically by their side. But he wanted them to know without a doubt that though he was no longer there physically, that then and over 2,000 years later for us here today, Jesus is still with us. John chapter 14, beginning in verse 1, I invite you to stand if you'd like to honor the reading of God's holy word. When he says, let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. Whither I go, you know, and the way you know. Thomas said unto him, Lord, we know not whither thou goest, and how can we know the way? Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. If ye had known me, ye should have known my Father also. And from henceforth ye know him and have seen him. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it sufficeth us. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, show us the Father? Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The words that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. Believe me, that I am in the Father, and the Father in me. Or else believe me for the very works' sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, 
the works that I do shall he do also. And greater works than these shall he do because I go unto the Father. Whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever, even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me. Because I live, ye shall live also. At that day ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved to my Father, and I will love him and will manifest myself to him. Judah saith unto him, Not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself unto us and not unto the world? Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the world which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with you. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If ye love me, ye would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it come to pass that when it has come to pass, you might believe. Hereafter, I will not talk much with you. For the prince of this world cometh and hath nothing in me, but that the world may know that I love the Father. And as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. Father, we thank you again for your word. We pray now, Lord. Please speak to our hearts. Give us that which we need today. Give us that, Lord, which will change our lives this day and forever. For in Christ's name we pray. Amen and amen. Phenomenal promises. The 
the truths that we have just in this one chapter of the Bible is almost beyond comprehension, beyond explanation. As I said, Jesus is getting ready. These are those, remember who he's talking to here, are those that have been his followers. They've been walking with him. They've been ministering with him. And he's wanting to bring comfort to them. And twice in this passage, he encourages them not to let their heart be troubled. Don't be troubled. As he goes down, he gives us this wonderful promise of that which is going to be in the future, that he physically is getting ready to go away. But he's going away to prepare a place for you. Now, it would be pretty silly for me to go away and build a place for you. If I go to prepare a place for you, I'm going to come again to receive you unto myself so that where I am, that's where you might be also. He's wanting them to know that yes, even though he's leaving them physically, he's preparing a place to where they can spend forever together. But not just that. Of course, he's making it very clear, this relationship between him and God the Father. And of course, they're asking all these questions are running through their minds just like that each and every one of us. We've all been at the point when we've had to ask ourselves, who is this Jesus? What has this Jesus really done for me personally? What is this about me and a relationship with him? I mean, he's made them some promises, and they're saying, well, Lord, how do we know where you're going, and how are we supposed to know how to get there? And the answer was so simple. I'm the way, he said. I'm the only way. No man comes to the Father but by me, except through me. I'm the only way. I'm the life. I'm the truth. We find that he goes on and he's asking them to believe this relationship between him and the Father and that they're one and that if you've, if you've seen Jesus, you've seen him. And, of course, then he, he goes on to talk about the work. They've been working together. They've been seeing the miracles. They've been seeing the lives that have been changed by Jesus Christ. This mind-blowing promise. <laughs> you seen what I've been doing? Guess what? For those of you that believe in me, even greater works than these are you going to do because of the fact that I am going to the Father. You ought to be rejoicing in this fact. Greater works than these. Why? He goes on to explain to us so beautifully why that that is. The first thing that he assures us of is that even though he's not physically here, there's going to be this communication that's going to be open. You're going to ask what you will in my name, those things that will glorify the Father. Now, he tells us elsewhere, which ties right in with this, he's telling us here that if we ask anything in his name, it's going to bring glory to the Father. He's going to answer it. But he also tells us in other places that sometimes your prayers aren't answered because you pray amiss, you pray wrong. What? He says that you might consume it upon your own lust because of your own selfish things and what you want. But here he's promising, hey, this communication is going to be open and we're going to be there and I'm going to the Father, but he's going to send you another 
comforter, capital C, that paraclete, another one to come alongside you. I've been by your side. We've walked these streets together. Physically, I'm getting ready to go away, but God's sending you another to come by your side. And, of course, he says he's even the spirit of truth. And he says, the world can't receive him. The world can't even see him. The world can't know him. But you can. You can. Because he dwells in you and shall be in you. The Holy Spirit is a promise to the believer only. The world can't see it. The world can't understand it. And somehow we expect them to sometimes. But Jesus said, no, <laughs> this is for those that will believe. A little while and the world's not going to see me anymore because physically I'm going to be gone, but you will still see me. You will be able to because I live, you live. That promise of life. We find that he goes on, and of course, in a couple of places before, and, and here again he reminds us that, you know, he's not saying that I'm only going to love you if you do what I tell you. No, he says, if you love me. How are we going to know the difference? If you love me, you will keep my commandments. Don't give me lip service and say, oh, I love the Lord. I love him. I love him. And yet go and do everything contrary to what I said. That makes no sense. You're deceiving yourself. You're kidding yourself. He says, if you love me, you're going to want to do what I've asked. You're going to want to live according to this book. You're going to believe and understand that sin is the great destroyer. Without me, sin will destroy you for all of eternity. If you're my follower, if you believe in me, I'm the only way to get you there, but heaven awaits you. I am the way to there. If you believe in me, if you really love me, then you're going to live according to my commandments. And of course, he goes on to give them some other things about this and explaining to them why he's speaking these things to them. The peace, the peace that he's going to leave with them, the peace that doesn't make any sense to this world. Do you feel turmoil in your life? Do you feel that that peace has escaped you sometimes? The only true peace you'll find in this world is the peace that can be found in Jesus Christ. He said, I'm going to go away, and I'm going to come again to you. I've told you before. I've told you all these things so that you know when it happens, you'll be able to believe. You'll know that this is the truth. I want us to focus for just a few minutes on these last words that he speaks here in verse 31. He says, but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, even so I do. Arise, let us go hence. How is this world? I've asked the question different times and in different ways. Because the simple truth is, is that over 2,000 years ago, when Jesus Christ died on the cross, when he shed his blood to pay for your sins, my sins, and anyone's sins that would believe. 
It absolutely makes no difference if a person can't hear that truth and believe and know it for themselves. Arise. Let us go hence. Jesus is saying, hey, let's get up and go. Let's move forward. We're all where we are right now, but his last words here is arise. Let us go hence. Let us go hence. It's not good enough to stay where we are right now. And that's true today, whether you're a believer or whether you're an unbeliever. You need to move on from the place that you are in your life. It's time to advance. It's time for action. It's time to get up and go, to, to leave this place, to move on from here. Who is speaking those words? Jesus Christ is speaking those words. Who is it that's saying to you today, Arise, uh, let us go hence. It's Jesus that's giving you that invitation today. today. He gave the invitation for us to go with him. You see, may I say to you first and foremost that as we embark into 2017 on the calendar, do you notice the third word in that statement, arise, let, what's the next word? Us go hence. Arise, let us go hence. Physically, I'm not going to be with you anymore, but I've showed you how I'm going to be with you. Let us. Jesus is inviting you, not just saying, go out there and go out on your own. Jesus said, hey, let's move forward together. Let us go hence. Let us move on from this place. The journey that I'm talking about today is a journey to be taken with Jesus Christ. And it's a journey that as you head out upon it, you say, well, where are we going? Well, if you believe in him, if you trust him, the Bible tells us where the journey is ultimately leading to. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, the Bible says, but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that we sorrow not even as others have no hope. In other words, Jesus said, hey, brethren, those of you that believe, I don't want you to be ignorant about this fact. I know that some have already died. I know that some are in the graves out there. They knew exactly what this word sleeping meant here. It meant to be dead. I know that there's some of them asleep. He says, but I don't want you to be ignorant of this because there are those in the world that have no hope, but you have a hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with them. Arise. Let us move hence. Let's move on from where we are. The truth is, we're not going to leave those behind <laughs> that are asleep in the graves. Many of you today, just as me, we have loved ones, family, friends, those that have gone on before us. But he says, hey, we're going to all move forward together. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, 
that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord, we which are alive and thus far we remain right here, but some of us may remain until that trumpet sound and the Lord returns. He says, shall not prevent them which are asleep. <laughs> if we are the ones that are still alive, when Christ fulfills that promise, he said he was going to prepare a place and he was coming again to receive us unto himself that where he was, there we might be also. He's telling us, don't be ignorant about this. Whether you're in the grave or whether you're still alive, he said, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. Do you believe that? Jesus was asking those that were with him if they believed what he was saying to them that day. Do you believe this promise? You see, the journey that I'm talking about us taking is a journey that we take with Christ. Arise, let us. Jesus' invitation includes you to go with him, and it ultimately will take you to that place called heaven where he has gone to prepare a place for you and where he will take you to be with him forever. So whoever you are today, Jesus is speaking to you personally through his word. Now, you can close your ears, you can ignore it, you can believe it or not believe it, but you need to understand right now, Jesus is speaking to you. What will you do with what Jesus is saying? Do you want to go with Jesus? The invitation from Jesus is to get up and move on from right here with him. Do you want to make that journey? Do you want to move forward in your life with Jesus? Do you want to ultimately go to that place called heaven where Jesus is, where we can go and spend eternity with him? And I'm saying to you right now, it's time to get up and move on. It's time to get up from where you are. It's time to leave your unbelief behind if you're an unbeliever here today. And if you're a believer, it's time to get up and do something with your life with Jesus Christ, to make the journey with him, to quit going it alone and doing your own thing. Where was the journey taking Jesus at this point? Well, turn back just a few places, a few pages in your Bible to the book of Matthew. And in Matthew chapter 26, notice what the Bible says. Matthew chapter 26, beginning in verse 26, Bible says, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. And he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. But I say unto you, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. 
Verse 30 says, And when they had sung in him, they went out into the Mount of Olives. What I'm saying, Jesus was in the upper room with his disciples, instituting that which we know is the Lord's Supper, that which is to be remembered of what he did. We find that after he had done that, we find in verse 30 that it talks about singing a hymn and going out into the Mount of Olives. Well, if you take the account of what's taking place here in all of the Gospels and you put it in chronological order, what we just read here in John chapter 14, these words that are being spoken, takes place between verse 29 and verse 30 here. They're in the upper room. He's just finished instituting the Lord's Supper that they might remember him because when they moved forward to this place, they sung a hymn and they went into the Mount of Olives. He was heading from here to Gethsemane and to Calvary. You see, the challenging thought is sometimes we think, oh, <laughs> that way is just too hard, preacher. <laughs> That's not what I want in my life. That's not what I want for my life. There's so many things that be so hard. A lot of my friends aren't going to really appreciate me being so sold out, moving my life with Jesus in everything that I do. When Jesus said, arise, let's go hence, he was talking about going to Calvary. He was talking about going and facing the great humiliation that he was going to face for you. He wasn't saying, let's get up and go from here down this easy path <laughs> because life is going to be a bed of roses. <laughs> he was saying, okay, it's time to move on. It's time to get up and go. And if you're going to make this journey with Jesus, it's time to get up and go to Calvary and beyond. That's the first place you have to go with Jesus, to Calvary and beyond. He's inviting them. It's time for us to move on from this place. Of course, there's no other course. There's no other route. There's no other way to get the ultimate destination with Jesus Christ without going by Calvary. I say, but preacher, I really am a nice person. I, I, I really, I, I try so hard to, to live a good life, to please others, to help others, to do all these things. That may well be. But Jesus, before inviting you to head on this journey, he said, I'm the way. He says, no man is going to make this journey except by me. Jesus said, okay, let's head up from here. First stop is Calvary. We've got to go to Calvary. That's the only way to get there, to Calvary. And beyond Calvary is heaven. But there's no other path to get to heaven except by Calvary. Let's go. Right now, I'm saying, friends, Jesus Christ is inviting you today. Get up from wherever you are in your life and move on. Move on with me. Move on with me to Calvary. And if you're here as an unbeliever, that's where the journey has to begin is at Calvary. But for you as a believer, <laughs> Calvary is the stopping 
the first stopping point of everything that's beyond. It's not the end. It's the beginning of the journey. Jesus wants you to move forward with him. He wants you to advance with him. He wants you to advance to Calvary and beyond. But secondly, notice what he said there in verse 6. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. He wants you to advance to Calvary and beyond, but he wants you to advance in absolute certainty of your faith. Jesus is the way. There's only one way, but it's the one way that you need. You've been blessed to hear, to go, look, your life is heading somewhere. You best wake up and admit it and realize you're not going to stay right where you are, not for a minute longer. One minute from now, one hour from now, one day from now, one year from now, life moves on. Jesus wants you to move on with him. To Calvary and beyond, in absolute certainty of your faith, that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the only way that you can make this journey. Your faith is not in how well that you will do it. Your faith is in how well that Jesus did it for you. Your certainty is in him. If my certainty of making this journey with Jesus depended upon me, I'd have been out of the path, out of the journey a long, long time ago. But it's not with him. Your certainty is in your faith in Jesus Christ. Come on, folks. It's time to move on with your life, with Christ, to Calvary and beyond, with Christ in certainty of your faith, with Christ in communion through your prayers. Isn't that what he's saying there in verse 13 and 14 that we read? He will hear your prayers. He will answer your prayers. God's going to answer your prayers for his glory. You may not be able to speak to him physically, but he's just as real. The power of prayer, he will hear your prayers. And don't be praying. You know, I've had so many, and even, even just in recent times, he said, but I've been, I've been praying for this, and it's not happening. And people get angry with God sometimes. People get fed up because they're praying in their own lust. <laughs> they're praying in what they want for their lives. They're praying that God will help them down this path that's not a path with him at all. It's a path that they have chosen, that they are going down. I mean, it doesn't matter what Jesus thinks. It doesn't matter what Jesus wants to do with their lives. You know what? He'll let you do that if that's what you want to do. That's why I ask you, do you want to go with Jesus? Do you want to make this journey with him to Calvary and beyond to heaven? Is your certainty in the finished work of Calvary? And is your communion with him through your prayers today because Jesus Christ is the only advocate with the Father? He's the only way to heaven, but it's only the prayer in his name. But you know, a prayer prayed in the name of Jesus Christ is a prayer being prayed directly into the ears of God Almighty. Making this journey with Jesus Christ 
to Calvary and beyond in certainty of your faith and who he is and what he's done for you in communion with him and your prayers, talking, communicating with him and knowing that he's there with Christ in companionship with the Holy Spirit. He says, I'm going away. But he said, I'm sending another one and the world can't see him, the world can't know him, but you can because he's going to dwell in you. He's going to live in you. Jesus is saying, come on, let us move forward. Let us move forward from here together. Let's get up and go. I know that we've got to go to Calvary. I know we've got a hard road to pass. I know there's some hard things along the way. But what's beyond is worth it. I paid the price. Your certainty is in me. I'm there. I'm an earshot away. You're not alone. You're in communion with me. Any time that you need me, I'm always there. We're in companionship because I'm living in you, in the person of the Spirit. I know that's crazy to the world. <laughs> I know they can't see me. They can't know me. But you can because you believe, because you're the believer. You can move forward from this day with Jesus or without Jesus. But he's there, and you can move forward in perfect communion with him. He says here that he's going to give us that promise of the Holy Spirit abiding with us forever, not only dwelling with us, but being in us. That's what 2017 can hold for you if you want it to. Do you want to make this journey with Jesus? He says, let's go. With Christ to Calvary and beyond. In certainty of your faith in him. In communion through your prayers with the God of the universe. In companionship with the Holy Spirit that lives and dwells within you. In conformity to his word. You see, the journey that Jesus is inviting you on today is to come with him. And if you love him, following his commandments, <laughs> conforming to his image, he tells us we shouldn't be conformed to this world. <laughs> we should be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Today, Christ was about to demonstrate his love in the greatest way possible by laying down his life for you. What else could he have done to show you how much that he loves you? He did it for you. He demonstrated his love, he says here, in obedience to the Father. Jesus did it. Jesus obeyed the Father. This was the plan that was laid. This is what Jesus had to do. This was not only for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, showing God's love for you. But Jesus, in being willing to obey and do that, to fulfill the Father's will, he says, not my will, but thine be done. His love. Obedience to the test of our love is not what we say, folks. It's what we do. It's how we live our lives. Do we live our lives in conformity to what God has wanted? I've 
I've used this illustration before that so many times what we're really, the questions we're not questioning is, can I make this journey with Jesus conforming to his word, being as much like him as I possibly can, but it's more like, can I make this journey and possibly slip into heaven one day by the skin of my teeth, but hang on to as much of the world as I possibly can on the way getting there? Today, Jesus is inviting you on a journey this year with him in conformity to his word, in conformity, showing that you genuinely love him. Get rid of those selfish ideas. Get rid of that pride. Jesus is saying, okay, arise. Get up from where you are right now and let us go hence. Let us make this journey together with confidence in his work. Not what you can do with your life in this coming year, what God can do. I take you back there to what he said in, in verse 12. Verily, verily, I say unto you, what's the next words in your Bible? He that believeth on me. <laughs> he that believeth on me. The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to the Father. The works that I do, the works that Jesus did, are the works that you will do, greater than these. How? How can Jesus Christ make such a promise? How is when you're making the journey with him? He's the one indwelling you. He's the one that's doing his work, confidence in his work, not in what you can do for him, not in how good you can live the Christian life, not in what you can accomplish and others be so proud of you. I'm saying let's make this journey with our confidence in the work of Christ, not in the work that we can do. What does Christ want to do with us? You see, we can see greater works accomplished for a number of reasons. One, because it's greater when we increase in faith and power and loyalty and love. God's going to see greater works through your life, through those things. Greater when our work is on a more spiritual rather than a fleshly realm, a higher realm than any service that you've ever rendered in the past because you're more with Him. You're more in tune with Him. You're more controlled by Him, greater when it's the Holy Spirit that's empowering you, that's in control of your work and your life and your service and your lives and all that you do. Do you want God to control you? Will you get up from where you are and move on with Jesus Christ? How? Because He wants to live within you. He wants to accomplish His work today. There's so many, so many things that we could look at that I believe that God would just have me to challenge you in closing. Folks, will you get up and go from where you are? Do you want the next year just to be the same old thing, the same old path? Or are you really to get up and go with Jesus Christ? 
Are you willing to move on with your life from where you are? Towards that great day, yes, when Jesus is going to return to take us unto himself, not just sitting around and waiting on it, not just being involved in the things that you want, but I'm talking about advancing onward with Jesus Christ and for Jesus Christ. Today, do you want to make that journey with Jesus or not? Be honest with yourself. Do you want to? Jesus is inviting you here today. If you're not on that path with your life, it's Jesus saying, okay, it's in your court now. You need to get up and move on from where you are. You need to move on from your unbelief and your questions and your doubts. You need to get up and go with me to Calvary and beyond. You need to go with me in certainty of your faith that it's Jesus Christ. In communion through your prayers, in companionship with the Holy Spirit, in conformity to his word, in confidence in his work, what he has done, what he is doing, and what he will continue to do through you. Will you make that journey today? you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, why on earth do you want to continue to follow a path that's without him? Because you're either with him or without him. You see, this journey upward begins when you go down first onto your knees. <laughs> the only way to get to heaven is through humbling yourself as a sinner and crying out for mercy because of what Jesus has done for you. Jesus is inviting you today. Come on, get up from where you are. Make this journey with me. Go with me. Go with me to Calvary and then on beyond to the place I'm prepared for you in heaven. Go with me today. You have that choice, a believer, every one of you. You see, we don't know how much time we have. You might be younger than me. You might be older than me. That doesn't mean that we know how much time that we have. If you've been to Calvary, if you're on that path to heaven, what are you doing on the journey? Is your life counting for anything? I promise you. You can build the biggest name for yourself. You can have all the fame. You can build all the fortune in the bank and live a worthless life that never touches another human being in anything that matters for eternity. May I say to you, no matter what the world thinks of that, that's a wasted life. It's a wasted life. But you can make this journey with Jesus today, Christian. You can move on from where you are with him. And you can move on with your life making a difference because he will use you. He will do great works through you. If you'll just let go. The old saying says, let go and let God. <laughs> and that's what you've got to do today. Father, I thank you today, Lord, for the confidence that we can have because as we been, begin this new calendar, Lord, we don't know what the journey before us holds. You knew exactly where this journey was going to lead these apostles that you were talking to there before you went to Calvary. You knew exactly where it was leading. Lord, we don't know what this year holds, but I do know that, Lord, we need to make that journey with you.
We need to go with you where you want us to go. So I pray today, Lord, that you would just take and speak to every heart that is here today. I know there's so many distractions. There's so many things that could get our attention elsewhere. But Lord, I pray right now, in this moment, we're all at a certain place in our lives. And Lord, we're not going to stay here. We're going to move in some direction. I pray that you'd help us to get up and move forward with you. Make this journey with you through 2017. Please, Lord, make a difference. I pray especially for that person that might be here today that doesn't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Oh, help them to realize where they are right now and that the journey that they need to make more than any other in this world is the journey they make with Jesus. They need to head straight to Calvary with him. And then I pray, Lord, that you would just take and speak to everyone that's a believer every Christian, every follower of yours, help them to know, Lord, they're on a journey. And yes, though that journey will one day end in heaven, Lord, what are they going to do with the journey while they're here? Will their life truly make a difference and count for you? I pray, Lord, that you'd help us work in our hearts, help us to know. For it's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen.